We want to be our best, feel our best and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. To find joy, good health, balance and contentment, we need to show valour. Valour is courage, courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome. On the Valour Podcast, we share the methods, strategies and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valour. Welcome back to the Vela Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. Uh, I have one of our awesome members with us here today, Jared Reesra. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. What's been going on? Oh, plenty, plenty, uh, plenty be going on here, um, uh, in, or oh, in my world, in our world, and uh, and in, in the world at the moment. I think there's uh, lots of things happening um, around the place, and yeah. Which uh, which part of the house are you recording from? Uh, I'm in the spare room. In the spare room today, nice and quiet down here. Uh, kids are one of the kids are out with uh, Joe doing a bit of homeschooling this morning. So um, yeah, I had to had to come and hide away down here where it's nice and quiet. I found myself. I think this is going to be my place. I'm in the wardrobe, the walk-in robe. <laughs> you've been listening to uh, you've been listening to Imperfects. <laughs> oh, there's a few Imperfects to it. Uh, for a while, I was listening to a lot of the the Scrubs um, with Zach Braff and Donna Faison, where they like the rewatch show. They go through all the Scrubs episodes, and and I think both of them are in their wardrobes as well. <laughs> good good um, sound. Yeah, it's good sound, and it's the quietest place in the house during the day. No one's here, so um, yeah, it's the place to be. <laughs> Wardrobe. The only time I'm here. Um, so yeah, we've been pretty much locked out of the gym for I don't know how many months now pretty much all year <laughs> we yeah out of March it's now this is recording on the 17th of September so it's been quite a few and we've managed to have uh what two and a half weeks more open in the middle um but apart from that we've been locked out and that goes for pretty much majority of Victoria in terms of working and stuff as well and that's probably what we're going to mainly talk about the most today. We'll ramble about all sorts of stuff, but we wanted to chat mainly about the sort of remote life, remote working, even remote schooling or whatever, and, and what we've sort of managed to do well, maybe what things we've not done well or things that we've learned along the way and, and that sort of stuff as we go. Um, but first, I'll kick off you, um, yourself. How do you feel you've sort of got through with your training first, tell me, tell me about how you've been training over this time. So, uh, training the, the, well, the first, the first lockdown was a little bit challenging. I, um, I don't think I sort of, uh, dealt with it as well. Um, in the first lot of, um, lockdown, um, I was in a similar position to you. I was overseas, uh, when back home in NZ, when, when it all kicked off and, um, I was hoping to have, you know, a, a nice little break like yourself, um, ended up having to, um, come back a little bit early as well um just because of that fear of you know um myself not being a a australian citizen um and the the talk about closing borders and all that sort of stuff i thought you know geez i might be stuck uh actually in nz for a while um my sister was with me um and her and her partner um my wife had come back uh, earlier on the weekend after the wedding that we attended and i was staying a bit longer um so yeah that was a bit of a bit of a challenge to get back um a couple cancelled flights and yeah, but a couple of diversions, but we finally got here after a little bit of worry. It was um, 
that was quite stressful. I, I don't think I um, uh, gave as much uh, credit to how stress, stressful that was at the time, um, getting home. Um, and then, yeah, sort of got back and um, uh, that meant that we were in isolation, but things were still running. Um, so um, between yourself, Shan and Christy and Matt, they sort of dropped some gear off to me at home. Um, which was great. I managed to, you know, to get quite a few things done, but I just, I don't think the motivation was there as much um, as what it was um, uh, in the gym. Um, I think that was just, you know, trying to, trying to work things out, trying to understand what was happening. Um, Cause I'd also, you know, had recently qualified um, for the Masters League um, games, um, which was, you know, quite high on my want to, you know, participate in. Um, but, you know, with all the uncertainty, you know, that, that, that quickly sort of got pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. And um, I think with that and then um, a few other little bits and pieces, the motivation sort of fell off and a couple of kilos started coming back on here and there. Um, but, yeah, so that was, that was the first, uh, first lockdown of training. And we got the two and a half weeks back at the gym. And, um, yeah. It was like the best two and a half weeks I've enjoyed at the gym ever in all its seven or whatever years those two and a half weeks were my favorite yeah oh this this the the breath of fresh air the um the the release the like the mental pressure that sort of came off your shoulders being able to get to the gym and see people and put some weight on the bar and um you know get your form corrected <laughs> um you know just those little those little things that you sort of take for granted um yeah but it was a bit of a short-lived two and a half weeks <laughs> yeah but it was like i think it was like you just, it was just that you got that real kind of perspective and appreciation for what you've got or what you had when it's taken away. So you kind of, you can take every, you take people, we all do it and take stuff for granted, but we all probably, you know, even take the gym for granted because we get up, we go there at, you know, you're there at 6am, the boys are all there and we train and we do our thing and, and that's just your routine. So when it's taken away, you go, you sort of realize how important it actually was. Like you knew it was important to you, but that much you know that connection with people and the training the atmosphere and all that so yeah i think everyone just rolled back up at the gym with this like feeling of just kind of like gratitude and and you know all these just good feelings to to be there and to be you know appreciative of something that they've got and i sort of felt it again this week now that like something as small as playgrounds reopened and you go to the parks i don't know if you've been to the parks as well you go to the playgrounds and there's heaps of kids and they are just stoked to be there. Like any other time of the year when it's normal, parks are open, there's just some kids there. But it is pumping at the moment and it's so cool to see. And everyone's just like appreciating the fact that we have something like a park that exists for kids to have fun on. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. And that's how it's sort um, of... Um, so following that beautiful two and a half weeks, <laughs> what's what's... This, we'll call it part two. Well, I don't know what we called it, 2.0 lockdown, which was only supposed to be six weeks, which I don't know what it is now. <laughs> it's been yeah. Um, how's, you, what, eight? Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> um, how's it had that second half go for you? Yeah. Uh, so the second half, um, I think, uh, hit it with a lot more enthusiasm um, in that two and a half weeks sort of really started to, um, get that mindset back and, you know, get everything, you know, everything was happening again, you know, um, got a muscle up again, managed to, you know, do those sort of things, you know, just 
thought, geez, if, if, I, um, if I let this go again, it's going to be harder and harder. Um, I need to really, really push. Um, so, yeah, I made a, made a few changes. And one of the biggest things was uh, contacting um, Kristen and having a, having a real crack at my nutrition, um, which I think has really, really helped me um, in, the, in the second part of lockdown because it was a six-week program gave me something to really concentrate on, um, something that uh, my wife and I did together, which was another bonus um, from it. Well, she might not tell you that, but um, it was uh, yeah, something I thought would be fun for us to do together. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was uh, challenging. Um, uh, I think um, just, um, you know, I, I thought that I, I had a reasonably good diet. I thought I was doing things okay. I, you know, because... I mean, I walked into the gym 18 months ago, you know, I was, you know, it was triple figures, 113 kilos, and um, I was uh, the most unflexible person on the planet, I think. <laughs> and, um, yeah, to be able to, you know, to be able to um, uh, look out uh, at, um, at where I am today, you know, under 90 kilos and um, pretty flexible, you know, able to do a, a reasonable overhead squat and um and a few other bits and pieces I'm, I'm i'm pretty happy so yeah round two i think is just just being that next level for me um nutrition getting nutrition right getting the mindset right um and it's really really helped my training especially my uh, sort of aerobic sort of fitness is, is right there at the moment yeah um before we get on to some of this stuff can you do you think you can identify a pinpoint maybe what the difference was when we went back into lockdown and you've managed to achieve a lot more this time? I think um, knowing what to expect, I think that was, I think that's one of the biggest things. Um, it was, yeah, I, I know what it's going to be like. Um, I know that, um, you know, that we are going to get out of it at some point, you know, might not feel like it when we're in it, but it does, it does end. Um, and when you, when you don't have a goal um, in flounder, um, I think, uh, that um, you you don't have the attention to do the things that you need to do. So I think um, going into the second one, I knew myself that I needed to have a goal. I needed to set a goal. Um, and if I set that, then that's going to help me. And so I think, yeah, setting the goal changes that mindset. Yeah, it, it almost helps you kind of focus on those controllables a little bit more on the things that you can control. And in the first one, no matter how much you tried not to worry about it too much, you're, you know, checking the numbers or checking the news and do all those things and worrying about all these things that we really have no control over. And that causes like that stress and anxiety or almost like a grieving, <laughs> that grieving period where we just like sloth and eat and Uber eats and stuff like that. Whereas, yeah, like, I totally agree when you said um, second time, Ryan, you're like, well, I've done it before. It wasn't that bad. Um, so, you know, Let's make the most of it this time. And uh, <laughs> that's good because I think, I think a lot of people at the gym have had the same thing, especially with the weather changing now. Um, I f from my conversations with people, it's everyone's found themselves managing a lot better this time. Might not be perfect, but I don't feel like that's important at the moment. Just you know, working on something is better than feeling sorry for yourself for an entire year. Yeah, correct. And, and not um, and, and worrying about the things that, that you can worry about. You know, there's no like... Um, uh, the um, the you know the the book that we that I think we've all read is the subword of uh, not giving a fuck. You know, it's it's about giving, you know, giving a fuck about the right things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one of those things was the numbers and and all that sort of stuff that didn't matter. 
Like I couldn't tell you what our numbers are right now because I don't watch it. I don't care. You know, um, that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about is, you know, my family, my health um, and my fitness. Yeah. Um, yeah, we are. Before we get into this remote working stuff, I'm going to ask you one more thing. Um, what, what's one little sort of, I guess, one little thing that we'll ask more of this later, but while it's fresh, what's one sort of thing that you probably realised um, during this time that you probably wouldn't have realised if we didn't have all this happen for the better? Um, one thing that I've realized, uh, would have to be, um, we don't listen to each other. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one thing that I've really picked up, um, especially through work. Um, but also with your family through situations like this, um, I think it's forced us to actually listen to what people are saying, hear them, hear, hear out what they're saying and, and actually understand it because, um, because we're we're always there, we're always with these people now. Like, there's no getting away from it, so you have to listen to it, have to understand it, and you're understanding people a lot better. I think um, I think a lot of people find relationships have got better um, through this. It's because people understand each other better. Um, definitely know that through uh, work stuff. You know, with being forced onto um, Zoom and team meetings, you know, it's um, it's you you have to listen. Like you can't read the room anymore. You yeah, um, you can see people's faces, but you just don't quite get that um, feeling and understanding of what what people are admitting. Um, you have to listen to their words. So I think, yeah, li listening and understanding each other is is um, one thing for the better. I think that we've all done managed to do um, to to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, unreal. All right, let's get into some remote stuff. So obviously, we've been remote almost all year. And what's your uh, what's your day job when you're not locked up in COVID? Uh, my, my day job, um, so I run a team of, um, team of schedulers who uh, schedule about half the works program for City Power Power Core, which is an uh, a, um, electrical distribution company. Yeah, and you're, you were on the road every day. Yeah, so um, I've got uh, 13 members in my team and um, uh, I'm based at the head office in, in Melbourne CBD, um, but I've got staff in uh, Burnley, uh, Ardea, Ballarat, Bendigo, and Geelong. So when all this kicked off, what were your sort of thoughts and feelings going into going from a job where you're inner city, rural, every day, to in your house? Yeah, um, my, my my feelings were like, geez, how am I going? How am I going to cope with this? Um, like I'm so used to being asked and about, um, you know. Oh, there was a million things running through my head and like about um, my drive time, like just things like this. My drive time was my game face on um, in the, at the start of the day time and my game face off at night. My travel between was, um, was all my, uh, my prep time, you know, my, my ability to have phone calls. Um, so it wasn't non-productive time just driving. It was, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was talking to people. It was, uh, mentally preparing, getting everything ready in my head for either the meetings that I had to attend and all that sort of stuff. So that was a, that was a huge worry. Um, the other thing was about uh, seeing my people, um, um, not being able to physically be there and, and have those conversations with those people, um, which was a big part of my role. So like a big part of managing people is being able to see them and be with them and, and talk with them and, um, and just the, um, the different levels of complexity that, that now that was going to take on, given that the only form of communication is 
video calls or phone calls um, going forward. Those were those were two you know things that um, really stood out to me um, from from people perspective. Um, and then it was yeah, well being of everyone else. I think it was you know, geez, if, if I'm feeling like this, how's everyone else feeling? You know, um, and um, I, like I know. Um, I know that it, what it means to you know have that contact with your with your with your boss. I guess um, uh, during during times of um, stress and pressure, and then you know to take that away um, and only have it via a communication form like this, it's you know big change for a lot of people. Mm. So um, that were all your fears and worries. What what actually happened? Um, well. <laughs> um, it was actually quite uh, quite astounding what actually happened. Um, you know, as a um, as a group, so we 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 our company sort of was taking on the biggest works program that we've ever taken on in our history for 2020. Um, so there was quite a few concerns around that. Um, but what actually ended up happening is that um, you know we we got people working from home. People got set up in home. Um, our, our IT department did some amazing stuff and, and got, you know, got a whole lot of stability in our network and, and our, um, our virtual network for people to be able to log on to securely and, and work in. Um, we changed a few processes with a couple of little bits and pieces of things for, you know, for our field staff that were attending sites um, and, and how we got the work out to people. Um, and, and basically, it, it worked, you know, we, we trusted people, you know, to be work at home. Um, we never missed a beat. Um, you know, like, um, just in one of my programs, you know, we're still turning out, you know, 42,000 new connections. Um, so far this year, you know, we haven't, um, we haven't increased our cycle time. We've actually decreased our cycle time. So the length of time it takes to, um, get a new place connected. Um, we've, you know, we've decreased the amount of, um, uh, guaranteed service level payments that we've had to make. We've we've actually done like really really good things. We've made improvements in processes. We've um, you know it's allowed people to work from home. I think giving people that freedom to work from home, go put a load of washing on at smoker time or you know you know in between in between this team meet and and all that sort of stuff. People um, yeah we're, we're able to be a lot more productive. Yeah. 100%. I think that's something I've always just thought about and read about and banged on about for a long time about how my personal sort of feelings towards that traditional way that we do work might not necessarily be the best method for doing work. You know, the, the, the old clock on clock off, you know, you've got to be there for this certain amount of time. And, you know, there's a lot of theories and laws that say things like, you know, the amount of time you've got allocated to do a task is the amount of time that you'll take to do it. Um, and, so, you know, if you've only got a little task to do, but you've got an eight hour day, then you're going to spread out that day and you're going to fluff your way along. But other things like, um, you know, the, the, the lack of maybe feelings of trust and things between you and your boss or whoever, because you have to be here at some time or you're, you know, got all these little rules and things to stick with. Whereas I love with the remote learning that there's a lot more freedom and, well, you're kind of with this, you're forced to have to trust your workers a little bit more, which then they return to you with the same sort of trust. And, you know, what I've seen in the conversations I've had is you've had these kind of things. You've, it's forced you guys to change. It's forced you guys to maybe care more and help each other out more. Um, and it, it's kind of been a good thing in many ways. Yeah. 
the amount of phone calls that um, go back and forth um, between my between my group, between the group and I, um, and them to me as well. You know, just checking in on each other. It's something that I really emphasised um, through through the um, through the pivot into working from home was you know we've got to check in on each other. We've got to make sure each other is okay. Um, and then especially now because we've got like I've got regional based staff as long as well as metropolitan based staff. So we've still got people that like ourselves that are still, you know, currently locked down, but we've got, um, on the other hand, people in regional Victoria, you know, they're booked in for a haircut on Monday. And I was like, geez, you know, I'd, like I'd love to be going and doing that, you know, but, um, but I you know, just said, you know, we've just got to make sure we keep in, keep on checking in with each other and, um, and yeah, share our experiences, our thoughts and our feelings with each other. We, you know, we've got a, with what each other has got at the moment, um, you know, with a with a contact with the outside world to a certain degree, you know, people have got their families at home or the ones that have families. Um, but yeah, the ones that don't, you know, there's a there's a lot of people in a situation where um, they're they're at at home. They don't have anyone else to talk to. So, work is their is their form of communication for the day. And um, yeah, those are the people that are sort of really uh, vulnerable for the, through this. And. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day, are you okay? Day, I sort of, um, you know, that was uh, that was a really really good experience for us as a group, um, or my group anyway. Um, we um, we had you know had a set a set sort of sort of set of um, uh, things that we had to go through on the day that we talked through and talked about, um, you know, and shared some information and some um, and some stuff um, that you know that's available for people to contact, etc. Um, but we we um, decided that, you know, if, if people wanted to share, you know, they could share some experiences with them. And I sort of decided, you know, a, a little while before it that, you know, that I was going to share something with them, you know, about, you know, about my thoughts, feelings and how I, um, how I am with a few things just to try and normalize, you know, um, a lot of things for them. Um, I didn't realize how hard that was going to be. You know, I, yeah. Um, just opening up and being vulnerable to a group of people that, you know, um, like look to you for a few things every now and then like you yes you're you run their you run their um well you, you're their boss and you give them the direction on their on their work and all that sort of stuff um but at the end of the day you're just another person as well and and you're you know you're just you're um you're, you're just as vulnerable you're just as susceptible to all these sort of thoughts and feelings and um yeah when i opened my mouth um it was the voice went <laughs> i had nothing um, uh, tears welled up in my eyes and I was like oh my god this is harder than I thought this was going to be <laughs> um, yeah but you look around at the screen and you see people looking at you and then you they sort of you know drop their head and and you see them take a long blink and you think um, you, you've felt this before too like you see and and you see that you go you've felt this and and you've felt this and you see everyone's face on the screen and I was like geez everybody's felt this everybody knows the feeling that I'm feeling right now so why there's no need there's no need for me to feel like I'm feeling right now let, let share share what I was going to and it gave me the um the ability just seeing people's faces from the video call just going geez they know they know what I'm feeling and um and I'm okay to share it yeah and I think some of that maybe wouldn't have happened if you weren't able to have meetings with each other's from your from your office at home or your bedroom at home and those like if you're at at work and you're having your meetings at a table and that it's all very formal and it's, it's got that atmosphere to it. But when you're doing these video calls and you're in the middle of an important meeting and your kid comes in screaming 
and then someone else on the other one's trying to feed their other one and someone i've seen a funny video some woman oh, i think it was in the states she forgot to turn off her screen and took herself to the toilet and <laughs> she's got, but all those they're just real and it helps you know we always try to put up this thing in the office or at work where we've got to look like we've got our shit together but when we do like you know in your example when you did the opposite of that and showed that you don't always have your shit together it grounds you and everyone connects with you and each other so much more yep it just shows how how much we may be different but how much we are alike you know yep. Yep, you yep. might be their manager or you might be their boss or whatever and you have an important role to do. But um, I think for so long we've felt like because of that you need to have all the answers and you need to be in charge and you need to be bossy and all this. But, um, yeah, the more we find that we just be ourselves with an important role, you get so much more buy-in from the people that work with you and there's so much more care and connection. And then there's so much more drive to want to do a good job Correct. And uh, yeah, this is another one of those things where maybe if, if this COVID didn't happen, then a lot of these conversations and these things wouldn't have happened either. That's right. Um, yeah, it's opened up a, uh, it's opened up a whole different um, conversation path for a lot of people. Um, you know, um, COVID is, uh, yeah, well, I don't like giving it too much uh, credit, um, but you know, <laughs> it's definitely, um, I think it's a forced change. You know, it's forced you to adapt and change, whether it's your workplace or your home life or all these sorts of things. And they're not always, yeah, there's definitely not, there's some bad things, of course. There's, you know, things that we would never have wanted to ever, ever happen. But I, I imagine even with your workplace, there's new things that you guys have changed in terms of systems or whatever that you're probably not going to revert back to when this is over. No, no, definitely not. Um, you know, um, the, like, as a company, like you can imagine there's, you know, um, you know, I'm just one of many team lead managers that are in, in the company that the traveling that we used to do between depots and all that sort of stuff. Um, just phenomenal. Like, you know, I'd be driving up, I'd be driving up from Melbourne to Ballarat. I'd pass, you know, half a dozen, half a dozen other managers doing the same thing as I'm doing, you know, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And we're all in our own, own vehicles. And, um, um, and you know, the amount of time that, you know, I'd spend away from home, the nights that I'd spend away from home working and all that sort of stuff. We just, it's, we've proven that just those things that, that don't need to happen. Like, yes, they have their place and all that sort of stuff, but in reality, no, these things, they don't need to happen. We can, you know, we can we can get by with um, video conferencing and and um, and you know um, virtual meetings and all that sort of stuff. We don't we don't have to be physically present for everything. You know, there's things that you'd like to be present for, and there's you know we're still going to have the ability to do that in the future. Um, but for our general BAU day to day stuff, that's you know, there's no reason that we can't do this. We've proven the model. Um, we've changed some processes about you know how we better schedule things. We think about things a little bit better. Um, we you know we're getting um, we're getting IT systems changed to to better support um, our ability to do those sort of things as well. Um, what we've found is that you know, our, you know our customers might not necessarily have been um, as updated as what they possibly could be, 
So now we're we're moving towards more of a Uber experience with some of our um, connection work that we do. You know, not quite a hundred percent Uber experience because we're not we're not quite there yet. Um, but you know, we we can take the next step. We can say we're definitely coming for an appointment on that time, which we've been able to do for a period. Um, but now we can say, um, you know, for the work that doesn't require an appointment, hey, we, we're going to come on this day, and um, you know, and that just helps so much with. Um, with our efficiencies, so like we have a lot of, um, as we do down here in, in our local area, um, a lot of new um, house developments, and um, you know they make a request for a new connection. But we go there, and and, and that might have been three weeks ago that you know that they originally made the the request, and by the time it's got everything it needs to get, we get there, and the and the and the the brickies are there, and um, we can't work around them. You know they're doing work around the meter box where we need to get to, all things like that. But with a little bit of notice. Yeah, yep, cool. We'll make sure that they're not doing that. And then that way, our time's not wasted, their time's not wasted, and they get a and they get a bit of service. So it's good. Heaps of changes. That's good. Um yeah. I think um something that we probably all realized before all this was we started creating all these new tools to be more efficient, to save time, to be quicker and blah blah blah. But what we did with that time that we saved is we just filled in with more shit <laughs> and found ourselves busier than ever doing more things. So we didn't actually save time at all. We didn't actually get home earlier to hang out with the kids or do whatever. We just did more stuff. Um, and I think I've noticed that as well, that it's, it might not stay the same after all this. We've sort of by one realizing how to do our jobs differently like you said you you guys are saving you will be saving time by not driving as far and doing as much that's going to cut down your travel time um which means you can be maybe a little bit more productive in your work but it also means that you're going to have more time with your family or doing your hobbies or doing those sorts of things and um so i was going to ask you about your work and life balance and how that's kind of changed and how you've also managed it being at home all the time now with kids and a wife and trying to do work and all those sorts of things. Um, I know some people it's, it's helped them a lot and they've been able to, you know, go train in the garage at lunchtime or go for a walk with, with the kids in the afternoon or whatever. Um, but also some people are maybe struggling with that. They find themselves, I've spoken to people where they, because they're at home and they've got the desk there, they're forgetting to even have a lunch break because they don't have lunch break times anymore. They're not used to it. So they're just at the desk all day and then they don't go outside. They don't do anything. So tell me about your experiences with kind of getting this work-life balance. And then we'll talk about some stuff that's helped you because I feel like you've got this dialed in pretty well at the moment. Yeah, well, um, uh, thank you. Um, the work-life balance has been, um, it's been one of those things that's been uh, a struggle for me, like, a lot before before COVID. So like I was, you know, um, quite quite career driven and, and and very dedicated to what I was doing. Um, so I didn't have a great deal of uh, work life balance, um, which was part of the reason for the gym because that gave me a lot of um, you know uh, something you know outside of work that was for me to focus on. Um, but it has it's changed heaps. It's even changed um, since the first lockdown. So the first lockdown, I I thought you know um, try and keep my routine. Um, try and maintain that similar sort of routine, you know, get up early, have a workout early, get all that sort of stuff done and out of the way. Um, but what I was finding is, is um, as, uh, as things changed, you know, like I got, um, 
Um, I have um, shared custody with my with my ex of of, uh, of our three boys, um, and um, and having them here, um, you know, first thing in the morning. If I was up throwing weights around at you know six o'clock in the morning, um, generally they're up anyway. Um, but I was like, well, we might as well just get stuck into this school stuff, you know, early if that's the if that's the way to do it, and then then I can get you know get the school stuff out of the way, so it's not interrupting my workday so much, and. And we can, you know, work on like that. So um, changed and pivoted a heap through working from home, um, and um, yeah, to to get that more work life balance. Um, when the when the kids um, are not here with us, I think um, quite strict about uh, when I start work and when I finish. I think that that's a necessity, especially working from home, because you're right, your desk's there. It's so easy to go to your desk, turn the computer on, and I'll just do a couple of emails, and next thing you know, two hours are gone. Um, and that's, yeah, um, been very, very strict at that. So I do everything I can, uh, in the mornings now, um, uh, to not turn my computer on until 9am. Um, and as close as I can to five, five thirty PM is, um, when I'm trying to turn it off, that, that doesn't always happen every day. Um, but you know, um, depending on what's going on in the world. Um, but that's, you know, that's sort of my goal is to, you know, not on before nine, um, and has to be looking to get off uh, between five five thirty. Um, yeah, those are those are some things that I've um, sort of put in place for work. Um, but it does it changes your situation changes. You know, um, uh, I didn't have the kids this week, but last night I get a phone call. Um, you know, uh, one of the one of the kids is like this absolutely had it with his brothers, not getting any of his schoolwork done. Can he come down and spend a couple of days with you? It's like yeah, no worries. So you know that changes things again. You know, I was like. Had to, you know, said to him, Tarkin, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing this with Stu today." And he's like, "Oh, when, when's, when's the kids stuff coming up? I really want to have a good go at that this time." So, so he's, you know, he's hanging out for the gym to open again as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's something you always got to change. I think you've got to make sure um, your work-life balance suits your work-life balance. You know, um, you, you've got. Uh, You've got your own situations that you need to need to take into account. You need to make sure that it, it all works from you. And, you know, um, yeah, one thing that um, I always sort of try and tell myself is um, there's only one thing that's always going to be there, and that's your family. Mm -hmm. Okay, work comes and goes. Work can change. Um, but your family is uh, your family is always going to be there. Yeah. Um, and, they, um, yeah, they're what's important. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, exactly what I was sort of leading to thinking about is how, you know, when we get caught up into the rat race of working and earning money and we sort of lose focus on, like you said, what's the most important thing, which is your family. We say it's our most important thing, but we're still focused on doing the work, doing the work, doing the work. And we get home and maybe we're still doing emails at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night, or we're just flicking our phones to wind down and things like that. And we're not, we're not present with our family. And a lot of this is definitely taught myself. And again, a lot of people I've spoken to, to just slow down and be a little bit more present and, and put first things first, which is your family. So like you said, you set up some non-negotiables when it comes to like your work day, you switch it on at this time, you switch it off at this time, but you've also been able to be flexible as well. So if you get one of the kids over, then maybe that work day might just shift a little bit or we might change it and move it to here a little bit, but the rules still stand. It's got to be between this time and this time is when we do that. And then after this time, it's nothing. Even if you get a phone call, it can, it can wait, they can leave a message. Or if you've got an email, you know, an email is, is a letter. So, you know, 
if they want it urgently, they'll send something more urgent. So we don't need to open it. We can we can get rid of it. So I think I've done a lot of the same things. I've switched off notifications. I've um, yeah, set specific times and routines to attend to particular things. Um, like even something as simple as like we've been doing a system that we do is our weekly check-in with members. So every Sunday, all of our members get an email just to quick little five minute survey. How'd your week go? What were three things that went well? Three things that didn't go well? What do you want some help with? And I usually have a good handful or a few handfuls of people will do them. But I know that people won't respond to it. Some will respond on a Sunday. Some will respond Tuesday. Some will wait until the reminder email comes out on a Tuesday. I think it's a Tuesday to respond to it. So when I took over this role of responding to it, when um, Shan left, I was responding on Mondays and then I was responding on Tuesdays and then I'd respond on a Wednesday or I would, wouldn't check again. And then I'd get to the next week and go, fuck, someone's messaged me on a So I just set a new rule. I moved it to Tuesdays. I'm responding on Tuesday. And then I changed it again and I said Wednesdays. So on Wednesdays, I go to all of them, couple them all in at one time and, and respond to them all at that one block. So I've just saved myself a lot of time, which allows Mondays to be more of a free time to play with Harper, hang out with Court, um, go do some of those things. Whereas if I answered at that time and answered at that time and answered at that time, that cuts away from the time that I could have been going on a bike ride with Harper, um, doing things like that. And if you don't think about those things quite easily, time just gets eaten up and you're not putting first things first. Not. Um, Definitely, the um, like what you're saying about um, making sure you got the, the time allocation for that. that. That's exactly the same for even even within your workday. Like even those sort of things, um, you know, um, for you know, um, for your eight hours or whatever you might spend, you know, break those up into things that you need to do. Like every week, I schedule myself eight hours of just what I call team lead admin time. So, you know, things like doing the, doing the overtime reports, you know, um, making sure that everyone's on track with everything, are there development plans in line, all those sort of things. But it's about making sure that, um, that you actually dedicate time to it um, where you're not doing anything else. Turn your email notifications off, especially the ones that pop up when you're looking at your screen. You know, like um, when you're in the email, when you're trying to concentrate on writing an email, turn that pop off. I, I, I I struggled with doing that for a long time, but when I got to working from home, it was the first thing I did. It just went off, and and now you just find you you can write an email without being interrupted. You know, it's amazing, amazing the change that makes. Yeah. Um, did you find that? Have you found yourself getting a little bit more downtime now? Obviously, you're at home, so there's less travel time and things like that. Are you made, are you finding yourself you've got more free time on your hands? Yes, yes and no. Um, so uh, yes, um, I like I've got more time in the mornings. My mornings are a lot more relaxed. You know, I um, 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 I'm making myself like proper breakfasts. You know, um, you know, according to according to you know my the the plan that I'm currently working on. You know, um, and um, so yes, I, I'm I've definitely got some more time in the morning. Um, my work days are you know my work days are my work days are usually pretty full anyway. Um, but yeah, they're flexible and, and they pivot based on you know, what my situation is. And then, yeah, in the evening, um, got, um, you know, I've sort of moved my, uh, my workouts to the evening now. So that's sort of time that, um, I wouldn't have had, um, previously because, you know, I wasn't getting home to, you know, um, at best most nights, eight o'clock, you know, um, when I was traveling, um, and that is, you know, I was leaving, leaving for the gym at uh, quarter to six. And, you know, and then getting home at eight o'clock at night, you know, they, they were big days. And so from that perspective, yes, got a heap more time. 
Um, September's been great too. I've um, been getting out and about and doing a, doing a heap of steps for um, September, um, which has helped heaps. Um, yeah, so having that time to be able to move my workout to the to nighttime, I had that free time. Um, I'm not a huge TV watcher myself or series watchers. I, I watch the occasional thing here and there, but um, yeah, I've been concentrating a lot on meal prep, um, training, and getting my steps up. Yeah, so make, yeah, making some productive use of that spare time, which is which is good. I think when you've, like you said, you're someone that's not home from pretty much six a.m. till eight p.m. When you do get that spare time, like yeah, you kind of want to, yeah, exactly. Like, and and I guess when we've had a bit more time on our hands now gives you time to sort of stop and reflect a little bit on what was going well in your life and what was a bit ridiculous in your life and things like that. And even stopping and thinking about that going, fuck, I was not home from six till eight, five days a week. What a fucking ridiculous thing to do. Um, so <laughs> now, yeah. And, and now you've got that time. It's like, well, let's not waste it. Let's, let's do something. Let's play with the kids. Let's, you know, let's cook something. Let's do another workout. Let's step. Let's go outside for a walk. Yeah, the kids have uh, kids have um, tried to get me to do uh, videos of them playing with the Lego, which has been <laughs> a little bit interesting. So that's been a hell of a time waster. Um, but yeah, we've got you've got to have something to do because otherwise you do you do get on socials and you flick through that and and you waste a heap of time. So yeah, have something to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely find some productive stuff to do for sure. Yeah, you can waste all this time away and. It's worthless. I think um, I was thinking about that the other day. Some people sort of still worrying about, well, a few people say, you know, there's this many dates to go or this date is when this happens or, you know, whatever. And we're continually looking forward to when this ends. And I don't think it's helping. It's not helping your mental state or, you know, it's, and it's stopping you from just enjoying right now. So right now it's, it's different. It's not how we normally do things, but it's also not that bad. Like, you know, we're in a, yeah, you know, I get the luxury. The gym's closed, and it's you know just sort of hovering along, which is not great. But I've been given the opportunity to spend so much more time with Harper and help her with schooling and do all these different things, and you know, got a new dog and go on morning walks with Cord every single morning. All these things that we weren't doing. Um, so I'm just making sure that I'm living in now, enjoying now. You know, as much as there's some shitty things going on. I don't want to just wish this whole year away and wish for it to be over. What a waste of 365 days. Yeah, that's right. Like we can't, I, I think, I think you're right in what you're saying. Like people were expecting to have, you know, it's lockdown supposed to finish on this date. You know, we're supposed to be this by this time and, and all that sort of stuff. I think what I've found, um, uh, and, um, with, with lockdown, um, 2.0, especially, um, is that um, you got to treat it like a journey, and it's something that I've been doing, you know, with with work stuff for quite some time. Because you, um, it, it's uh, um, you're never ever going to get to that end point. Because if you get to the end point, then what you're doing is, you know, it stops. So mm -hmm. I think if we look at things like a journey, you know, we're okay. Well, what's the next part of the journey? Okay, we're on this journey. Okay, so we're getting to this point. So at this point, what does that mean for the next part? And we just keep looking ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, we just keep planning ahead. Let's ride the journey. Enjoy the journey. You know, there's um there's things to enjoy in this. You know, like yeah, there's heaps of things to enjoy in this. Like I'd be a bit like if things do go back to being busy and more working and all that sort of thing. A part of me gets a bit worried. Like, oh shit, am I going to not be able to do some of these? 
things that I get to do, how am I going to manage them? Because I still want these things. Like I still want to go for my dog walk in the morning and do all these things. So, uh, and that's because I'm just making sure that I, yeah, I'm enjoying now. There's so much to enjoy right now. Like it's, yeah, it's not, it's not all bad. Yeah. It? Weather's beautiful. I mean, apart from today, sorry, today's crap. <laughs> but the last few days have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we um, close this up, I want you to tell me what are some of the like some of the other lessons or important things that you've learnt, um, whether it's to do with managing work and home life and all that. I don't know some epiphanies that you've sort of had over this COVID time, things like that. What are some things that you've you've taken on board that you wouldn't have taken on board if if all this maybe didn't get forced on you? Um, from, yeah, from a, from a managing people sort of thing, um, pe- people are very adaptive, um, you know, um, yeah, trust people, you know, give people trust straight up, you know, it'll, it'll come back to you tenfold. Um, communication, you know, listening. Um, like we talk about communication as in, you know, getting our point across, but, um, the biggest part of communication that I don't think has had enough emphasis is listening. And I think that's one of the big things I've taken out of this listening, being able to hear people for what they're actually saying. Um, Oh, what else have we got? Sorry. I'm just, uh, just drawing a blank. (laughs) Mine is mine. Probably my main one is just being, being present, being in the moment a little more and just, yeah enjoying whatever it is that was going on you know oh we went yeah, on, correct we want to walk this morning and it was only a few days ago harper was doing like a lesson on like the life cycle of like a caterpillar to a butterfly or whatever and then we we're walking past this tree and there was two like moth cocoons hanging from this tree and it looked unreal i haven't seen one of those for ages and it just stopped me and i took a photo of it like I've got to show this to Harper because that's what she was learning about and just checking out for a little while and was just fascinated by it where maybe if I was not present, if I was worrying about tomorrow or the future or whatever, I wouldn't have even seen them. I wouldn't have even got to admire something that's so, so amazing. There's this little creature that can turn from one animal to the next thing or insect, sorry, insect to the next. And if you're not present, you just wash it away. But all these little things, these small little things that you're present for are absolutely fascinating and, and amazing. And, and you're going to miss out of them if you're not present. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 I get that. That's, um, that, that's, um, be, being present. Um, I think, uh, gives you so much, so much, uh, oh, so, so much good feels. Um, you know, when, when you have those little uh, situations like you had, um, the other thing is like when you get, like, cause you, because you're present with your kids learning, um, you get their report at the end of the term and you think, that's me. <laughs> that's my teacher. <laughs> well, I did. I, yeah. 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 I wouldn't even take back the schooling. Like it's been hard. Like she could go back now. Like I'm ready for her to go back, but to have such a good relationship with her learning and with her own teacher, to be able to speak to her teacher so much more often and have this really good relationship with them. It's been unreal. I think her teacher's an amazing person. And I wouldn't be as grateful for her as I would if I didn't know her as well as I would if it wasn't for all this. Yep. I'm the same with my boys and their teachers. It's just, yeah. Um, I had, you know, very like the, the bare minimum to do with, with the school and their school and their teachers um, prior to this, you know. Um, but now, yeah, just know their teachers really well. 
um, you know, understand my kids and how they learn a lot more too as well. You know, that's, that's been, that's been a huge thing for me. Um, understanding how they look at things and how much of me is actually in them. Good, bad and the ugly, you know, um, but yeah, just being able to understand that with, with those kids and have that relationship with their teachers and, and, um, and, and, and be part of the education. I think pretty special for, um, for a lot of parents, not a lot of parents get to be, um, the kids teacher, um, in this regard, right. You know, for academically, um, through their, through their life cycle. So yeah, I think that's another big win for, uh, for um, the situation we find ourselves in. Mm, beautiful. All right, we'll leave it there, mate. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I think that was a great little chat and I hope, hope you guys that listen get a little bit out of it and have, will obviously probably draw some parallels to, to especially with you working from home or whatever you're doing or, or uh, yeah, learn some extra bits and pieces. Maybe if you're struggling with whatever's going on with your work and work-life balance or whatever and some of these tips and strategies are... Um, helpful to you and if you want to ask more questions you can 100% shout out to me I'm sure Jared himself would be more than happy is uh, to to answer anyone's questions um, what's your um what's the best way for someone to shout out to you just like an Instagram message or something yeah Instagram message or um, or you know or a Facebook message something like that um, what's your Instagram app handle thing um, J Reistra 01 Beautiful. All right. Thanks, mate. Uh, what's on for the rest of the day? Rest of the day, uh, check up on the young fella, make sure that he hasn't uh, been wagging. Uh, <laughs> go through, get that done. And um, I've got a couple of, couple more meetings to get to this afternoon. So there'll be that. And a bit of a workout and a walk. And uh, yeah, get us some food. All right. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> thanks, Joe. Thank you very much for listening to the Valor Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This is-